Hola, Hallo, Bonjour, Hola, Ciao, Sveiki, Cech. All these are different ways of saying hello. And all of these languages are spoken at Arcus, a European university alliance that brings together eight universities spread across Europe. Granada, Graz, Leipzig, Lyon 1, Migno, Padua, Vilnius and Wrocław. Together are Arcus. This is the Arcus podcast. This is Arcus Knowledge Pills, hosted by Gerhild Leyak and Pietro Osti. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Arcus Knowledge Pills, the podcast of the Arcus Alliance. My name is Gerhild Leljak. I'm a press officer at the University of Graz. And with me is my colleague Pietro Osti. Ciao, Pietro. Ciao, Gerhild. Thank you. And uh, welcome to our listeners here. Pietro from Padova, University of Padova, of course. And today we have, uh, of course, our guest from uh, University of Granada, uh, Alberto Fernandez, welcome very much. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation. I am really glad to be here. We are also very glad to have you on our podcast since your topic is very interesting to us. I can already tease a little bit. It's something to do with artificial intelligence and its creative potential. That's what we're going to talk about. But before we start, we would like to present yourself in a very brief way. So if you could please just um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah, great. I live and work in one of the most beautiful cities in the world, Granada. And I started working in the Department of Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence of Granada back in uh, 2016. Also, I'm involved in the Institute of Data Science and Computational Intelligence. I am head of training for A-Lab Granada in synergy with Google and Indra. And I am coordinator of the Master in Data Science and Computer Engineer here in the University of Granada. Apart from that, I am truly into music, especially rock and metal music. I play the bass guitar in a band. Oh, and good. finally, I play football every weekend with my friends. <laughs> okay. It's a pity that we didn't uh, ask you to have your bass guitar with you. Maybe, Maybe you can search in YouTube. Okay, thank you. It's, uh, it's interesting maybe to have uh, this uh, comparison between uh, artificial intelligence uh, and your interest about it and a very, um, let's say, wide interest you have in, uh, in, in other things. So uh, explain us a little bit your passion about artificial intelligence. So I decided to focus on computer science as an undergraduate student, but I was not considering a specific field. But during my final project, I contacted Professor Paco Herrera because I liked the topics and lecture he gave me on metaheuristics, uh, machine learning. And one year later, I started working on his lab with uh, a grant on these topics in order to develop my PhD, which was uh, devoted to classification with, with imbalanced data sets. This is a... Uh, a strange concept is problems with one minority concept. Let's say medical diagnosis, diseases are the minority one, fraud detections, uh, among others. And this was my stepping stone. Then I extended my research to, to many different areas, such as data science, big data, and currently from what's known as explainable artificial intelligence and the ethics implications in the area. For example, check the moral machine. There, there is a website there. To, to think about how to apply ethics into, let's say, autonomous cars, for example. And I think artificial intelligence is a technology of high importance nowadays and for future society. And I am quite happy to be part of the researchers who work on new challenges. And part of the team that supported the nomination of the city of Granada for hosting, possibly, the National uh, Agency on Supervision for Artificial Intelligence. 
That sounds very interesting and uh, like a topic that we could probably talk about forever. But today we would like to focus on just one aspect. We would like to talk about the creative potential of artificial intelligence. Starting off the topic, I would like to ask you, how creative are machines, data-fed machines at the moment? And what do you think will be possible in the future? Whoa, uh, tricky question. We are, we are witnessing an incomparable era of creativeness for artificial intelligence. And I am sure that nowadays outcomes will be outdated in few years. It is an exponential growth, mostly due to the development of the so-called deep learning approaches. These are models, let's say mathematical computational systems that represent the knowledge of a given problem or, or data set that are based on, on, on neural networks, which in turn are several layers of artificial neurons which represents information under different levels of abstraction. It represents kind of attributes or features uh, in these levels of abstraction. And they are composed of millions and millions of parameters, which allow them to learn and represent almost everything, in particular multimedia data and text. So the, the larger the data we can input for the learning process of these systems, the more sophisticated they become. And we cannot yet imagine the type of data that can be able to, to be used in the future. Regarding the large amount of uh, of data and the possibilities one question that comes to to the mind of people uh, talking about artificial intelligence and also to to our minds is uh, the comparison between the human genius and uh, yes. and the machine part so uh, is it possible in your opinion that the machine will arrive to to the same level to to our mind to the human mind maybe creating another uh, Don Quixote, Don Quixote, I, yeah, I know it yeah, yeah. in Spanish. Is it possible? Will it possible, in your opinion? Indeed. Well, we are in the era of what is known as weak artificial intelligence. It's not because it's weak, but because the strong artificial intelligence is devoted to do multiple tasks. But if we focus on a single task, like creating a novel or picturing landscape or whatever, they are focusing on a single task, they are over the top. Um, maybe not today they will become uh, a high successful writer or, or an excellent painter. And probably because of the lack of emotions or the actual aim or inspiration for creating such a thing. Indeed, if you ask now an artificial system to create a thriller novel, it will be able to do it, as I said, but it won't be original from my perspective because it will have a similar style inherited from the baseline thriller writings that serve as input to learn from. What will happen in the future for this uh, general purpose artificial intelligence? Again, it's not possible for me to foresee it. I still want to think that our creations are something related to human beings. But since also several illustrations made with stable diffusion or the dial E applications, I'm not so sure anymore. Catching up with uh, what you just mentioned, that the AI will mimic or imitate another style that it has learned. Can you tell us how does this learning process work? I mean, who chooses which data to feed the machines and which data should that be for the machine to be creative? Is that a different data than, for example, if the purpose was to make the machine more, I don't know, flexible in the way of multitasking, for example? How does it work? <laughs> I always tell my students, working with biology students, try for them to, to learn programming languages. And this is this very hard because of how they think and, and what their purposes are. But I said that programming or learning stuff, is, it's like, oh, I want to play the guitar. I want to be better at, the, at giving a sport. 
And you need to practice, practice, practice. And, and this is the training. And the more you practice with different scenarios, the better you become. It's like you have different partitures for playing the guitar, and then you, you are able to improve and improve and improve. So the larger the data, in this case, the data is the experience for the machine to improve and to be better adapted to the problem is the goal here. And there must be a clear process on data governance. It's needed because we must avoid invasion of privacy and on all its aspects and maintaining the representatives of the real world, but without perpetuating possible biases. And, and this is related to who and where the data is collected. In some cases, it is the companies through sensors uh, who collect the data or they obtain through surveys in a consensual uh, way. Another example for biomedical problems in which you have an informed consent to be part, part of a research study to compile your data. In these cases, it is privative. And the only problem is academia usually don't have access to this to get the real value and to, to keep improving in our own algorithms. But in reality, uh, those companies usually have uh, what is known as a data engineer who decides which data must be collected and fed into the system. The optimal way is to collect the required data from scratch, but usually it is obtained from large developed databases with lots and lots of different information. which makes this process a little more difficult, but you have the data there. However, sometimes data used in artificial intelligence can be used or even transferred to third parties without our knowledge. And it happens especially for those applications of social media. Social media capture our data, and this is transparent for us. We, we are not aware of it. So is this use of this type of information legitimate? Is it to exercise our right to prevent data from being collected? And who controls the data? There is more. If, if we download free apps or, or roll through search engines, and we, we need to give permission and accept cookies, we ignore the warnings about the management of these things. So... I don't know if you have ever heard this phrase, when you don't pay for a product, you are the product. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a digital footprint. So you should take Google Take Out and Google Ads. You can access through your Google profile and find out why, what, what is the profile that Google has generated and what it knows about you. And you will be really, really surprised about it. Okay, it's an exercise we will do. Check it out. It will be like a, a funny or creepy experience. I don't know. Creepy for me, I think. Yeah. And Alberto, Alberto, I think here the point we are making out is that um, data and managing of data is a, it's, it's a key point of uh, analyzing okay. how artificial intelligence works. What's in the case when we have not a good amount of data? For some areas, maybe we don't have... A huge number that can, uh, you know, uh, help the artificial intelligence to evolve. Do you think it's possible to have something inverted, maybe, that the artificial intelligence can create something that don't exist nowadays, and then we can learn? Whoa, 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 whoa! Yes, oh, I, I like the question because it is like, okay, is, 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 there will be anything that is not already done, and it will be the, the machine who invented it somehow, yeah, or, or maybe, yeah. Uh, Okay, we, we are aware of the large quantity of applications nowadays to create music, text, images like Boomi, Jasper, Dali, even video. These are based on, on deep learning. And sometimes the output they create is something that maybe a human will not uh, realize on, on how uh, so, so the concept will be like vanguard uh, concept for sure. 
But maybe, I don't know, there can be several objects that we are not able to represent it kind of mathematically because in the end, the restriction for the machines, this input, okay, we need these tables or, or these images, so, some kind of information represented in a way the computer understands and can uh, manage. And I'm not sure if there can be some areas in which uh, this won't be possible and this would be areas you know, specialized for human understanding and for human innovation, and that's it. Uh, I'm not sure about it. Nowadays, most of the data that we handle are directly also manageable for the computer. So it is just where to pick this data, if these are available, collect more data, and even, even more. If you have even few data, there are the possibility of having tons of few data together in a distributed way to be uh, used in a general model, strange concepts that are being uh, researched every day, trying to get the most from <laughs> these complex models. Well, thank you. It's, it's, it's a lot to think about it and to imagine wow. what will happen. <laughs> Definitely. Well, coming back to the everyday reality, would you read a book that was written by an AI or, or are you saying, oh, well, no, I, I need the real thing. I need real humans as authors. Well, I can answer you with, with, with a similar question. Would you read a novel made by a ghostwriter? You, you have an author, but then you realize that it was not the real author. And probably you will, but maybe if you are unaware of that. So in this case, for me, the question could be whether we are comfortable or not with the idea of an artificial intelligence creating things that are human-related. Saying so, I guess I won't have any issues on reading a novel or watching a film or even listen to a song made by an artificial intelligence. The only thing that should matter is if I like it or not. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. And maybe there's already some book written by an artificial intelligence, and we don't know that. I don't know. Sorry. Maybe, maybe, because <laughs> the author is, is, no, it's, it's just a name. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, Alberto, one last question. Do you recognize yourself now more creative, maybe, than once you started? Yeah, yeah, well, it's, 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 a, it's a good question. And I associate this with boredom. So for me, creativity is linked with boredom because when, when you're idle, you have the time and the mood for doing new stuff in a timely manner. So creativity is related to develop innovative stuff and to reproduce things that you have learned before and, and to have the influence, okay, initial ideas to transform from. So as a researcher, I read a lot of ideas from other authors, and I've tried and find inspiration in, in these prestige authors for uh, having a contribution with original ideas. But original ideas that uh, I find there's research gap. As I said, when, when I have so, some time to think about it, just uh, in these uh, periods of uh, you know enlightenment, <laughs> and I had the free time to concentrate myself, then. I get with this good idea. So I can say that my job makes me quite creative. First, because I was training as an engineer and engineer thinks out of the box. But I think that the, the main issue here is my PhD allowed me to go one step further and develop novel and disruptive things. And maybe thanks with, to artificial intelligence, this is also another point for me to, okay, this is how the machine do it. So let's try now to, to mimic the machine instead of the other way around for being more creative. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe I'm going too crazy because, oh, artificial intelligence is something so, so, so new and so, so exciting that I'm, you know, totally into it. 
And definitely after talking to you, we are as well very much into AI and uh, all the things it will bring to us. Thank you, Alberto, very much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks to you. It was a really good time to uh, answer this question. And I really looking forward for this uh, conversation to open the mind for the general public and to have uh, additional interest to artificial intelligence because it's around us and uh, it is more and more creative every day. And we need to be aware of when it comes from, where it goes to, and what is the meaning of all of this. You will be, for sure. Thank you very much, Alberto. Have you taken your knowledge pill of the day? Be aware that possible side effects include broader perspectives, deeper insights, and an increase in your personal state of knowledge. This is Arcos Knowledge Pills. To learn more about the Alliance and its activities, please visit arcos-alliance.eu.